Welcome to Awaken to Grace. I'm Chad Roberts, and today we continue this great series entitled The God Of. And today we see that God is the God of battle. Friends, the Lord will go to battle for us. And today we study his great name, the Lord of Hosts. We're in the amazing story of David fighting the giant Goliath, and we're going to see today how the Lord fights for us. Oh, I hope today speaks right into your heart, right into your life. I want to share with you a book that I have written that's entitled Calling on the Name of the Lord. It's a book about prayer. It's a journey to a deeper prayer life. And if you are someone that you would like to learn more about prayer, how to, how to pray more effectively, then I want to encourage you to purchase this book. You can go straight to my website, awakenedtograce.com, click the store link, and purchase a copy of Calling on the Name of the Lord, or you can get it straight from Amazon. Either way, I want to encourage you to purchase that. Maybe pick one up for a friend, because you know what happens when you get our products? 100% of what people give goes toward airtime for the spreading of the gospel of Jesus, just like the platform you're listening to right now. Friends, we are passionate about spreading the gospel to this culture, to this generation. So visit our website, awakenedtograce.com. Let's go to God's Word together as we study and we learn how God is the God of battle. I bet you David's blood pressure went out the roof. You don't talk about my sheep like that. What have you done? Who have you left those few sheep? I bet David wanted to tear into him right there. But you know how David responded? Oh, this is beautiful. Just like a sibling, just like a sibling. David said, what have I done now? It's almost as if David's saying, Eliab, you picked on me my whole life. What is it now? This is nothing new. Yeah, I'm anointed king, but this is nothing new. What have I done? This is only a word. In other words, we're just having a conversation. Do you know what you do? Do you, do you know what you do when people are jealous over you? Do you know what you do when people quarrel with you? When people argue with you? Do you know what you do when people are bitter toward you and it's their sin, it's not your sin? Let me tell you what to do. You do exactly as David did in the text. You don't let their sin become your sin. You don't let their distraction become your distraction. Do you know what you do? Here's exactly what the Bible says David did. David turned from him and began talking to another. Now hear me. Say amen if you're with me because this is big. Satan doesn't want you fighting Goliath. He doesn't want you in the real battle. He wants you distracted over here quarreling, over here arguing, over here defending yourself, trying to get along with him. Listen, he wants you distracted today. Somebody arguing with you, somebody quarreling with you, somebody fighting with you, they're in conflict with you. I'll tell you right now what to do. Just turn from them. Don't even pay attention to them. Go on. Do what God's called you to do. Because Satan wants to distract you. He wants to keep you off the battlefield. Imagine if he'd gotten to a fight with his older brother right there. 
Imagine if they had gotten into it. You know what he would have done? He He would have missed the battle with Goliath. Don't fight the wrong battles. Some of you are wasting all your strength fighting with family. Some of you are wasting all of your energy because somebody's mad at you. Somebody, listen, you waste all of your strength because your boss doesn't like you or because some coworker has a problem with you. Just turn from them and do what God says to do anyway. Don't give your strength. Don't give your energy. Don't give your time. Don't give what God really wants you to do. Don't forfeit that for somebody who it's their sin and it's their problem. Don't let their sin become your sin. Amen. That's good preaching, Chad. I'll amen myself. Amen. (laughs) Test uh, Test number three. So not only did he have to pass the obedience test, I'm telling you, I'd have a hard time obeying my father when he absolutely forgot me. Not only did he have to pass the obedience test, he had to pass the bitterness test. He didn't fight the wrong battle. He didn't get entangled. He didn't get ensnared with someone else's problem and someone else's sin. You should have the mindset that what God's told you to do is so big and so important and so detailed, you don't have time to fool with other people. Amen? Somebody got upset with me about a year ago and and uh, we have a mutual friend, and they said, well, Chad, what are you going to do about it? I said, what am I going to do? I tell them to stand in line. It don't bother me one bit. You want to fuss at me? I'm married. I can take it. I'm, I married a woman from Greenville. I can handle it. Amen? Praise God. You ain't going to bother me none. <laughs> oh, I hope she's not in here. Lord Jesus. Help me now, Lord. Help me now. Her mama is. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> her mama's from Greenville too. Oh, Lord. <laughs> David had to pass the third test. It was a test of criticism. Word got out that David, you know, certainly I wasn't there, but in my mind's eye, I picture when the Philistine came out and defied the God of Israel, I just picture, I picture David walking around saying, who is this guy? Who is he? he this, this Philistine is going to talk about God like this? Who, who's fighting him? Who's going? Give me a crack at him. Let me have him. I'll take him. And somehow word got back to Saul. And now David is in front of King Saul. You know what they say? They say, don't meet your heroes because usually they disappoint you. I bet Saul was a hero to David before he met him. The Spirit of God had already departed off of Saul. And David, this ruddy, scholars think he was maybe 15, maybe, maybe, maybe he was 17 years old. And this ruddy teenager stands in front of the, <coughs> stands in front of the king warrior, <coughs> King Saul. And David said, let me go to battle with him. If Satan cannot distract you with other people, if he can't discourage you out of obedience, let me tell you what he'll do. He'll get someone critical on your back. Saul looks at David and Saul says, you can't go out there. Listen, listen to what he says. You know, what I see with his brother, what I see with Saul, these words are meant to cut. 
They're meant to wound. You ever been around someone that they just wounded you with, your, with their words? And Saul says to David, you're but a youth. You see that Philistine out there? He's been a warrior since his youth. It's no contest. It's no match. You can't do this. Well, you know what David does? <laughs> see, David had never been in front of important people. Only important person he probably ever met was Samuel. He didn't know what it was to be in front of important people. He didn't know how you're supposed to act. He didn't know what you're supposed to say. He didn't know nothing, right? And, and, and so he stands before Saul, and he says, no, no, you're servant. I, I, I'm a shepherd. And let me tell you what happened. There was a time that a bear came and got a lamb. There was another time that a lion came and got a lamb. And do you know what your servant did, Saul? He went after that lamb. I got that lion. I got that bear. And I slayed them. And God helped me. And this is what he said. Read it in the Bible. He said, if God would deliver me from the paw of the lion, if God would deliver me from the paw of the bear, then surely God will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And do you know what made the difference? Remember chapter 16, the spirit of God rushed over David. And what you need to understand is when you stand before others, people who disagree with you, people who don't like you, people who would be critical toward you, here's what you need to remember. It's not just you. It's the spirit of God on you. And you know what he says? He goes, no, I can take this Philistine. Let me have him. I'll take him right now. God will deliver us. And apparently it was so powerful, it was so persuasive that the Bible says that Saul said, go and the Lord be with you. He won him over. But Saul did something to David that people will try to do to you. They'll try to do it to me. Saul said, if you're going to go to battle, you got to know how to go to battle. you got to wear armor. Look at his armor. His armor weighs 125 pounds. David probably weighed 90 pounds. And he goes, you have to wear my armor. And you know what people will do? They'll put their expectations on you. They'll put who they think you should be, who you, how you should act. I mean, listen, people will pour their expectations all over you, and you can't live up to that stuff. You realize that? Can you imagine what would have happened if David went out in Saul's bronze helmet and his coat of armor? Imagine how, yeah, that, no, that wasn't God's purpose. That wasn't his intention. And David, I love it. David didn't, you know, David didn't know what political clout was. He didn't know what political capital was that you cash in on later. David looks at Saul and goes, I can't do, I can't wear this. This is silly. This is, I, I've not tested this. Take this off. He says no to the king. He didn't know any better. Let me tell you something. Some of you feel so inadequate. Some of you feel like you don't know what you're doing here. Well, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to do spiritual warfare. I don't know if I'm fasting right. I don't know if I've got any of this right. Let me tell you, God loves to use people who don't know what they're doing. It's the people like Saul who know what they should be doing and don't. That's the people the Lord departs from. That's the people that God walks away from. But people who don't know what they're doing and they're just saying, God, use me however you can use me. That's who God loves to use. Amen? Amen. And I want to tell you, David, listen, listen. David could have got entangled with his brother over that bitterness. David could have got discouraged with the criticism. And listen, God had already rejected them. Why should David care what they think? And some of you listening today, you're entangled with messes that you should have no business being in. And the people you're trying to please, the people you're trying to impress, the people that you're trying to get on your side, God's already rejected them. Why should you care what they think? 
Why should it matter to you? Why should it stop you? Why should it hinder you from doing what God has called you to do? Amen, Chad. Amen. Preach. Hallelujah. (laughs) He can't wear those expectations. He can't wear that armor. And you know what the Bible says he did? This old shepherd boy, he did what he knew. He got his shepherd's staff. He put on his shepherd's bag. (laughs) He put five smooth stones in that shepherd's pouch. And he took his sling. And he went to do war. Let me tell you what God's looking for in our church. He's not looking for the tallest today. He's not looking for the strongest. He's not looking for the one who has all the answers. The one whose life is all together. He's not looking for the one that's never faced any kind of rejection. That's never went through any kind of hurt or any kind of loneliness. Let me tell you who God's looking for. Somebody that will just be who God's made them to be. And let the spirit of God rush over them and anoint them and use them. That's who God's looking for. And David walked out to battle. Saul was so heavily armored, he had an arm, not Saul, the Goliath was so heavily armored, he had an armor barrier in front of him. A man who carried extra, his armor bearer went in front of him. And how did David go? With a shepherd's pouch, five smooth stones, a sling, and a shepherd's staff. And it's all he needed because God was on his side. Amen. So he passed the test. Now comes the real test, Goliath. I'm going to begin to finish with this, but listen, are you still with me? Because I can't see you. I don't know if you're with me or not. You could be playing tic-tac-toe for all I know. So David approaches the battle line. When the Philistine sees him, he gets angry. Now imagine... (laughs) David's walking out there with a shepherd's staff. Not a sword, not a spear, not a javelin, not an armor bearer. He's walking out with a shepherd's stick. Goliath sees it and makes him angry. And Goliath says, what am I, a dog? That you would come to me with sticks? Now let me tell you, oh, I love it, oh, I love it, I love it, I love it. Oh, I love this text. Let me tell you what I see in this text. Uh, Scholars may not agree, but let me tell you what I see. I see that David learns how to trash talk real quick. All right? Now, I'm sure he knew some trash talk being the youngest out out of eight. I'm sure he could hold his own. But listen, David never been in this situation. He had never been, he had never been in war. He had never been on a battlefield. He didn't know how you trash talk. And everything that Goliath said to him, he said back. David learned real quick. So watch what happens. Goliath says, what am I, a dog that you come to me with sticks? And you know what David says? He dishes it right back. He says, you come to me with a sword and spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Oh, that's some Bible trash talk right there. (laughs) Talk smack now, let's go. I'm telling you, up to this point, it'd been nothing but a war of words, right? Up to this point. And he says, you come, think of it. 
Goliath is angry and he says, am I a dog that you approached me with a stick? And David's saying, oh, you don't know the mess you're in now because I'm not coming to you with a, all you got is a sword and spear. I've got the Lord of hosts and you don't know how much trouble you're in. Oh, I would have loved to have seen it. He gave it right back. And then, <laughs> let me show you. I'm, I'm not making it up. It's right there. And then Goliath says to him, this is what he says. I'm going to give your body to the birds of the air. Now, those are fighting words, right? All Goliath has done so far is talk. And you know what David says? Oh, he can trash talk back. David says, this day, the hand of God's going to deliver me, and I'm going to give your body to the birds of the air and the bodies of the host of the Philistines to the, to the animals of the field that all the earth will know there's a God in Israel. Mic drop. Boom. <laughs> That's what I would have done. I would have. <sighs> yeah. You right? You with me? Come on now. And listen to what the Bible says. Now remember, where's David's confidence? Now listen, you go up to Satan with false confidence, you know what's going to happen? You're going to get hurt, and you're going to get hurt bad. But where was David's confidence? Why? Because David said, because the battle belongs to the Lord. That was his confidence. That's why he could talk smack with a giant without any armor and with no sword. Because he had that much confidence in his shepherd. So now it's about to get real. The Bible says that Goliath stood up and approached the battle line. But do you know what it says David did? David ran toward the line. Let me tell you who God's looking for today. Let me tell you who God fights their battles for today. Those who will run head on into the battle. Those who aren't running from it, they're running to it. They know it's uncomfortable. They know it's hard. They know it's unpleasant. But they know it's only a season. They know it's only a time and that God's going to fight for them. Let me tell you, you don't run away from things that Satan brings into your life. You run head on into it because God doesn't give us the grace to go around things. God gives us the grace to go straight through them. Amen? Amen. And David ran into the battle line. The Bible says that as he ran... He reached into his pouch and he took a smooth stone. He put it into his sling. And do you want to know how fast that stone traveled? I don't know because the Bible don't tell us. <laughs> but do you know how fast that stone went? The Bible says it struck the Philistine in the forehead. And listen to this. And it sank in. Can you picture this Philistine? I picture his beard down to here. Caked with food. <laughs> and that stone sunk into that giant's forehead. Let me tell you, it had the force. It had the wind of the Holy Spirit behind it. And the Bible says that giant fell to the earth. Hallelujah. What is the point of today? point of today 
is that there are many of you here that you don't feel like you're strong enough to fight your battles. Listen, you're not. There's some of you today, you don't feel adequate. Let me tell you, you're not. But that's why the battle belongs to the Lord. Let's finish this section and Michael can go ahead and come. Listen, listen. The Bible is so particular to document this. When David kills Goliath, and David stands over his body and kills him with Goliath's own sword, let me tell you what the Bible says. So David prevailed over the giant that day, and there was no sword in his hand. Do you know what that's saying? That's saying that God doesn't need what you and I have. God will fight our battles the way God wants to. All he needs is obedience. All he needs is a people who's undistracted. All he needs is a people that can brush off conflict. All he needs is a people who will run to the battle line and say, are you kidding me? God's name is on the line. God's not going to fail. God's not going to fail. You know, as we work toward this healing service, I'll be honest, it makes me nervous. What if nothing happens? What if nothing goes on? What if, what if? And I was talking to my great friend and mentor, Terry Whitson. Terry's my father in the faith. And Terry helped me so much. He said, Chad, the pressure's not on you. The pressure's on God. It's his name. It's his glory. It's his word. It's his promises. All he needs from me is obedience. That's all he needs. He needs me not to get entangled and ensnared in other people's stuff. That's all he needs. He needs me to brush off conflict when it comes my way. He needs me to go toward the battle line. Where are you today? You fighting and quarreling with others? Are you distracted from the real battle today? Are you shut down and paralyzed with fear lies that the enemy's telling you are you are you shut down over criticism because somebody don't think you do this or that the way you should listen you need to turn it over to God today and you need to say God I believe you're the Lord of hosts I believe you're the God who fights my battles some of you God can't fight your battles because you're too busy fighting them and you're in God's way some of you need to come to the altar today and say, God, I'm going to step out of my, I'm going to step out of your way. I, I thought I was helping, but I'm not. I'm just going to step out of the way, God. And I'm going to trust you to fight my battles. God knows the, the giants we face. He appoints them. He knows the challenges we go through. He appoints it. That's why the Bible says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you encounter various trials. That word encounter literally means to keep an appointment. God knows what you face. And God has the strength you need. He has the grace you need. He has the answer that you need. But you're going to have to get out of God's way today. You're going to say, God, I'm going to obey you. I'm not going to get distracted. I'm not going to worry about criticism. I'm going to run toward the giant. And I'm going to let you do the work. Let's bow our heads today. If you need to come to the altar, we have people who want to pray with you. If you face a giant today that... You say, Chad, it really seems impossible. Well, let me tell you, friend, God is the God of the impossible. He's the God of the impossible.
if there's somebody, I just sense this in my spirit, if there's somebody that you want to intercede for, for March 31, that you're inviting, you may want to come forward and pray for them today. You may want to gather around the altars and, and you can, there's plenty of room all down these sides. You may want to gather around and call their name out today and say, God, prepare the way. Prepare the way. Prepare their hearts. Prepare them to receive however you need to pray today. As they play, I want you to come. I want you to pray. You can kneel at your chair. You can pray right there. It doesn't matter. You, you pray wherever God tells you to pray. And let's pray right now. Do you use a streaming device at home or at work? Simply say, hey Google, play Awaken to Grace with Chad Roberts podcast and listen to our weekly podcast that is the current sermon that I preach each week at Preaching Christ Church.